Brian pulls Grant to the side. I'm looking at Brian. And I'm like, who's this guy? Feeding tube comes into play. So you have to, you know, a lot of CF patients have feeding tubes. And a lot of my younger years, I would actually bawl my eyes out crying, saying I'm not good enough. Um, mm. I want to die. Like all this crazy wow. stuff. Guys, welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. We have Dugan on here. Really appreciate you taking the time to jump on this podcast. Yeah. So to start off, tell the audience, tell the Perspective audience just who you are, a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, my name is Dugan Riley. I'm 23 years old. I so went to college. I actually went to college with Zach here. I um, just graduated about a month and a half ago. Um, but most of my career started actually when I was born. So diagnosed at five months old with cystic fibrosis. If you guys don't know what that is, uh, it's a rare chronic illness for your lungs. Um, so I had a life expectancy of only 16 years old, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but a lot of, you know, most of my life I've been in and out of the hospital dealing with, you know, a chronic illness. Um, had like 14, 15 plus surgeries, kind of been through the whole ringer. Um, but that's, you know, that's, I, uh, I, and that's the only life I know. Um, so, I mean, to me, it's like, not that crazy, but everyone else I talked to is like, oh my gosh, like, how are you still doing this and doing what you're doing every day? Um, so yeah, that's, that all started there. Um, and grew up in Chicago, lived in Philly for a while. Went to high school in Boston, went to college in North Carolina, um, just graduated, like I said, and now I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So I am selling high-end luxury real estate here in the, uh, Nashville. Um, yeah, and getting my feet wet and having a good time at it too. So, Guys, definitely go hit up Dugan. I'll put his information below. Um, if, you, if you guys are looking yes. for a place or just get in contact with him. Um, that is, I'm going to say, one of the best intros of someone I've had <laughs> on this podcast. Like, no joke. That was so clean. Um, so for people who don't know, you touched on it briefly. What is CF? And mm -hmm. looking like inside the actual body, what does it do to you? Yes. So cystic fibrosis is a primary lung disease so what it does is you know it it, it develops a lot of uh, mucus in our lungs um, and it clogs up a lot of you know that's why it's you hear about asthma and how it's hard mm -hmm. to breathe well this is asthma times 10 and it's harder to breathe and a lot of people have you know lung transplants um, so it's the number one cause is definitely lungs but it also affects more of the body so you know a lot of people get there we have a tough time producing enzymes mm -hmm. um so we have to take enzymes because it just it's something it's um what's it called it's our genetics so i was born with i have my copy of cf is delta 508 um so it's a double um copy of delta 508 something you know in our genes that are is that cause this um 
but it affects other parts of our body. Most males, um, actually, I would say probably a good hefty 98% of males are um, non, uh, do not have sperm. So we can't produce sperm, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. So huh. it's all, it all goes back to, um, you know, our mucus. So mucus blocks a lot of stuff and that's where, you know, the sperm comes into play. So you, we, it blocks, I don't, I don't know the specifics, but I know the mucus caused a lot of blockage down there. Um, that's one. We also get, um, diabetes. A lot of people with CF have diabetes, um, because of the sugars, uh, I'm trying to think diabetes, uh, feeding tube. So we have, uh, we do not, our, our growth rate and how we eat and how we adapt. So it all goes down to enzymes is, you know, we don't produce enzymes. So every time we eat, we have to take enzymes. And if we fortunately don't take our pills or enzymes, um, we get stomach problems and we don't digest. Right. Crap. Um, so that's, that's the, that's the enzymes part. Um, feeding two parts. So I did have a feeding tube for majority of my life. And that's just because with CF, you're, you know, constantly in the hospital, you actually sweat out salt, which is oh, kind of crazy. Shit. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but you know, it, you sweat out salt and you lose, you burn more calories than you take in mm -hmm. with CF. So we, we don't, you know, it's hard for us to gain weight and that's where the feeding tube comes into play. So you have to, you know, a lot of CF patients have feeding tubes and most of them have them for a majority of their life. And fortunately I pushed and uh, worked to get mine removed. So I got mine removed, which is a good, good uh, goal of mine. Um, but yeah, growing aspect and, you know, weight gain, um, you know, being able to breathe, being able to do certain exercises. Like a lot of people can't work out. A lot of people can't play sports because the lungs are just, you know, not, you know, healthy enough mm -hmm. to support, you know, the constant conditioning and running or, you know, lifting weights, whatever it may be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it affects most, I mean, majority of the body, but it's primarily a big one is the lungs and having mucus in the lungs. That I didn't know all that. That's <laughs> absolutely insane. Um, yeah. You said one of your goals and obviously you've achieved it was getting off of that mm -hmm. feeding tube. What, how was that process like? Cause I know for my surgery, my back surgery, getting, um, having the ability to get up and start walking again, took mm. a lot of energy and to be able to push through like those dark, hard times at night when I'm waking up every two hours, losing sleep. Mm. Not only did it take a toll on my body, but also on my mindset, like I had to believe that I was able to, um, get better. Tell me about your, your experience, your journey with getting off that feed tube, like your mindset, your body. Tell me all about that. Yeah. Um, so it really like my whole mindset, you know, most of my life, I wanted to become a business owner and make all this money. Um, most of my life, it was, you know, a struggle for me because I was always in the hospital. Couldn't, you know, spend a lot of time with my family and really build out, you know, that strong connection with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so I, you know, I didn't get to go on those family vacations, didn't really get to spend time with my friends. I didn't get to, you know, participate in certain sporting events, which, you know, allowed me not to, you know, have be able to practice and make it to like the all-star teams that most of my friends did when they, we were younger. And so, yeah, it was, it was really challenging, but I always knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to, you know, become very successful mm -hmm. and, you know, build my own business and run everything and, you know, have a family and be able to produce um, income for my family and not worry about whatever it may be, the bills or going on vacation or, you know, going to the grocery stores, especially right now, it's, it's a challenging for a lot of people. I mean, with inflation and the prices mm -hmm. on everything, it's crazy. Um, but even that, like, I want to be able to, you know, live a life where, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Like inflation, okay, whatever, I have the money, you know? Um, so it all, like, I really wanted to get my feeding to up before college because you know it it gives you that you know you're not confident in your body because yeah. you have a tube that's poking out of your stomach um and you know a lot of us like a lot of cf patients were either very underweight um but like also with feeding tubes it poaches our bodies out because you're getting so much liquid in so it like you know puffish puffs your um belly out mm -hmm. pretty big um so that's another issue that a lot of people have um, but you know, I was just, I just really wanted to get it out and whether that would be, and the biggest, the biggest point to get it out was weight gain. So, you know, I'd be stuffing myself working out, trying to do like the mass gainer shakes and, you know, just mm -hmm. making sure I can gain weight and just hit that, like, you know, that one goal of a certain weight to get it out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I hit it, but you know, my, my mindset and everything didn't change. I would say during that time, I still was developing a lot of, you know, negative thoughts, a lot of depression and all that. So my mindset really think? didn't change. Um, so why, well, first people with a chronic illness, especially CF, but everyone in general, um, develops mental health. Mm. Um, and it all comes back to, you know, we're different. And when we hang out around with people, you know, we see these people, you know, getting a, these, our friends, um, getting to go on vacations, you mm -hmm. know, gaining weight or whether building muscle, um, or, you know, being able to participate in these certain sporting events and, you know, making these all-star teams and, you know, then you start developing, okay, well, I'm not good enough. Like, you know, you start getting that mentality, um, and then you start thinking of like a lot of the time, I actually remember this, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of my younger years, I would actually ball my eyes out crying saying, I'm not good enough. Um, mm. I want to die, like all this wow. crazy stuff. Um, and that was mostly middle school ish was, um, it kind of, branched off into you know I kind of started stopped doing it in high school um but I think it's because we're so different and we have to be isolated so much about doing mm -hmm. treatments being in the hospital 
um, and just not being able to live like, you know, a normal childhood career where you're always get to socialize with your friends and, you know, have that socialized socializing aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And also stems from, you know, seeing other people in families doing what you want to do, but you can't because you're stuck in the hospital. So how did uh, how did you get past that um that stage of when when you were seeing everyone going out and doing stuff and you wanted to do that and you said you bawled your eyes at how'd you get past mm-hmm. that little stage of of life? Um hmm. so it all started like this switch really started when I I would say I don't know I think it was like my sophomore year of college when the switch really started mm-hmm. that was when you know I met Arlen Moore uh, yeah got into his program I did you know a few other coaching programs well it actually really started before Arlen was one program that um you know it it was teaching you how to become an influencer, be able to travel around the world, you know, live or stay at these resorts for free um, from your pictures and content and all that. So I started with that. And, you know, that was a hefty that, you know, I never in a could a million years think I would spend, you know, twelve hundred bucks on uh-huh. you know, a program, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that was when I was. I had some money saved up and I was, you know, spending on that. Um, cause I was like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. You know, it was, it was actually, no, when was it sophomore year? But that was when it was, yeah, it was right when, uh, the pandemic hit actually. Wow. So huh. that was when, wow. That's actually kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> right? I didn't think it was that, that soon. Um, yeah, so it's been two years into my, you know, personal development, but started around there. And unfortunately, you know, I didn't see that the return on my investment that I thought. Um, and maybe I think one, the reason why there was no return is, you know, I just, I one, I wasn't putting in the work that mm-hmm. I kind of needed to, to do what I could. And you know, and it was like, you know, going to hotels around the area and saying, hey, I'll take pictures for you and all that stuff just to like, you know, build out your portfolio and your content just to show. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was just like, OK, I don't know if I really want to do that on the weekends, because this is when we started to get back into school. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to do that on the weekends, because, you know, I just we just went through a time where I couldn't see my friends for, you know, seven, eight months the pandemic and I actually want to like socialize. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever. Just then I created into a mindset of like, Oh shoot. I don't know if I want to invest that much again, because was it really worth it? Um, then I got through Arlen's and then, then I was like, okay, I really need to, you know, focus on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Arlen's is great. Cause it wasn't like steps on, no, you need to do this. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it was more about mindset and thinking than rather than, you know, go to a hotel and take photos for this hotel, mm-hmm. you know? Um, 
so that was good. And, you know, I started doing other programs, but you know, they started adding up and you're like, <laughs> Holy smokes. Like I spent so much money and I have no money coming in, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it all went to here. And so now I actually got to do something to make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it's been two years now. Crazy to think about, but that's since it goes by really, really quick. I mean, yeah. What I, I don't even know. I spent a good amount of money on courses too. But one thing that I realized too, is like spending all the money on the course, you better put the time in and the work in to actually go throughout the course or it won't work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you need a source of income flowing in to keep on yeah. buying these courses and even to progress yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause with that, that it's just stagnant, like nothing you're in the same mm-hmm. position as you were before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was hard because, you know, I was doing it at, buying these courses and everything in college, which, you know, is probably the best time to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have all this time in the world, but then you're like, you know, you don't, where are you going to make this money coming in? Because, you know, you're, you're, uh, I mean, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't get the chance to, you know, get a side job in college, but like, you know, you really start, you start going in and this is my mindset of, you know, I started going into my senior year and I was like, okay, I really got to make the most of every moment mm-hmm. now because I'll be graduating and, you know, I won't be in college again. So like, why don't I just, you know, maybe put this off to, you know, I graduate and just really focus on enjoying the time with my friends that I have and, mm-hmm. you know, building those long-term relationships because, you know, I won't be in college again. So, um, I did, you know, I, I first half of senior year, I started doing courses here and there again. Uh, but after that second half came and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go full into, you know, just socializing and uh-huh. being in the moment and stuff like that. Um, because I was like, you know, I'm never going to have this moment again. So it goes extremely at the moment. I know. 100%. It it's nuts. I'm going into what is it junior year and i mean the first two just gone mm-hmm. yeah. insanely quick well like for you because you had i came in during your covid, COVID. Okay. like when we were coming out of it in a way yeah 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 so oh yeah so you were coming so you did come to school but we had you know like the was it the one-to-one ratio and all that yeah. kind of stuff? And okay. The math. Which you came in. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You came in at a fine. Yeah. At least you came in. I mean, I had freshman year was like the craziest year because, you know, it was <laughs> pre-pandemic. Yeah. You know? Um sophomore year, then it got cut short. And then it was just like, after that, it was like junior year was a blur because, you know, no one knew what they were doing. No one knew what to do in a pandemic type of world. So it was really like kind of. How was junior year? You know, shambles. No, sophomore. How was sophomore year for you? Sophomore year was great. Um, First half was, from what I remember, it was really, really fun. 
Um, but then, you know, spring break happened and that's when the whole world shut down. So our half of my second semester got cut short. They um, made you go home. Yeah. You didn't hear about that. I never knew that. Yeah. So wow. it was like the first, first week of March. We went on spring break and, you know, stuff was coming out and we were getting emails saying, Oh, we'll still, you know, we're closely investigating this. Um, we'll keep you guys updated. And it was like two, uh, it was like three to four. It was like three days before we were about to go back. And they said, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to hold, we're going to extend spring break for a week. Um, you know, hold it off, see what happens. And then, you know, next few days they you know that week turned into you know no more yeah. semester so that's um, insane yeah. yeah you guys got refunded or was it so that's where the college program that's where the fifth year program came about is you know yeah so before that um you know you had to pay for yeah fifth year program but now they're doing like the free like fifth year program because of that, because a lot of people were frustrated for, you know, not getting refunds and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm not really sure what happened, to be honest. I think they, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know what happened. That's actually really <laughs> crazy though. I never, I thought that no one went back. I mean, I thought that people did go back, but I didn't know. That makes more sense because um, someone I know stayed that extra year and I was confused because I thought it was only for my grade. What do you mean to stay the next year? Like, like the fifth year. As a fifth year? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought okay. that was only my grade. So I'm guessing that's for... Is, I don't know. Does that yeah, go on like the... for multiple or... It goes all, it goes on from my grade. So I don't know. Wow. Cause I know your grade, it started in my grade. Uh -huh. Um, but I don't know if you're, I, it seems like they're doing it for a lot of people. So I don't, I don't know if they'll do it this year. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, kind of out, I'm out of the sea now, so I don't really care, but <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Talking about, uh, that I've been seeing you've been working out tremendously mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Tell me about that, man. I, I love to see that. Yeah. Is, it, is so, it hard too with, with CF? Is it get frustrating? Um, not, not, uh, not now it used to be, but mm -hmm. not now. Um, yeah. I mean, working out, it just, you know, always been a thing for me as far as, you know, wanting to become a better, better version of myself. Um, but, you know, I try to do what I can, you know, my schedule goes like, I'm really still working on a little bit about Tom time blocking and, you know, really sticking to a schedule. But as far as, you know, I'll have some weeks where, you know, I'll really stick to it. And some weeks where I'm like, Oh, you know, I'll have a little more time here and there. Um, uh, still really working on it, especially the morning part, but I like to, you know, wake up around six, 
Um, and I have between six to six thirty. I have like the time of you know journaling and getting ready for you know mentally preparing. Um, but some days, you know, I tend to you know really just lay in bed. <laughs> Do you have like a a morning routine? Uh, or not really a morning. Oh, not really. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of hard because since I'm moving to a new city and, you know, whole, have a whole different life, it's like, I'm really trying to dial it in. But like, for example, like I'll wake up at six, um, try to journal from six to six thirty, Um, and then six thirty is I have role play with, um, a few exp agents Ooh. so i do that from 6 30 to 7 30 uh-huh. then 7 30 i hit the gym i tried to do it for 30 minutes it sort of takes a little longer yeah. um but you know i start to get on my second meeting uh while i'm in the gym so my second meeting starts at 8 15 with my team meetings as far as locally here in nashville and i'll do that from 8 15 to 9 um, you know, finish up my gym in between those two and then 9 a.m. Been recently here hitting the phones hard. So mm-hmm. I do, you know, 150 cold calls wow. a day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not every day. Like, you know, every day as a real estate agent, it's not the same. Um, it changes every single day. But you know, like this morning, I didn't do my calls because I was preparing for my listing appointment that uh-huh. I had earlier today. So I, yeah, I know it's hard because it changes so many different times that mm-hmm. when you like as a real estate agent, like it's awesome because you own your own business and you're like basically your own CEO, but it's hard because you can't, you want to do what you want to do for gaining like prospecting and all yeah. that. But like sometimes, like for example, like tomorrow, I might have to do a, a CE course mm-hmm. and that's during nine to 12. So I can't, you know, I couldn't prospect during that time because, you know, you have to do continual education as an agent. Mm-hmm. So like it, it really changes on a day-to-day basis. Um, I'm trying to really focus on trying to schedule my stuff into the afternoon. Um, uh, I'm really big on... You know, I, Ryan Serhant's one of my mentors and he talks about mm-hmm. finder, uh, their finder keeper and doer time. So like your morning, your finder time where you're prospecting, getting all that stuff. Your keeper time is during the, um, during lunchtime where you kind of think about that stuff, whether it is, um, what you have to pay bills or, you know, what you're going to pay for this week or whatever it may be. And then the afternoons, your doer time. And that's, you do whatever you planned in the morning mm. to do. Um, so that's, I've been working on that, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard cause it's, you know, it's, it's different every single day. I actually just bought his, his real estate course, Sir Hans. Okay. Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I have, I have that one. Which one did you get? Just the normal, like, um, I bought course or. So I'm trying to get my license for Florida. So I bought yeah. his course, which is partnered with another company. And then I bought, I think it's sell it like Sirhan. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. I bought that. I haven't started it yet, 
I'm looking forward to diving okay, into yeah. it next week. Um, the thing I like about his course, it's awesome. It it's really great because it really breaks down everything into smaller pieces and really easy pieces to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike some of these other courses, they're very fast paced. They're very, you know, they throw you with it with a lot of knowledge. And yeah. It's hard to really take it in. His is that, you know, it breaks down into simple little pieces and, you know, it's good because he's an awesome speaker. He's an awesome motivator and team leader and he really you really nice to hear from him and how he does everything i so love him. it's it's a great course i constantly yeah. watch his real estate videos on youtube every day just to see him i love him you and s- i so that's the that's the funny thing i what i want to do um so i've talked about it and it's hard to do it here um, because of the luxury market, but I've talked about, I want to do basically million dollar listing Nashville. Um, what, how like Ryan, sir, Ryan Sirhan did it. Yeah. Um, but it's hard because one, I don't have the capital that I need to get it started because it's not, you know, it's not cheap on the front end to hire camera crew, you know, get all that stuff. So, you know, I developed a little ways here and there and, you know, I found a cheaper um, route, but then it's still like, okay, well, if I wanted to do four videos a month, it would be, you know, like 1500 bucks a month to, you know, film, do the editing in, you know, I could post it on myself and all that. And then it's just like, okay, you know, as a first time agent and moving to new city, no income, it's like, okay, well, where am I going to get this 1500, you know, cause you're not, doing deals and all that stuff. Now you got to so, get creative. Yeah. So I've, I've thought about it. I don't want to let it go. Um, Cause I want to do it, but I also like, you know, I talk, do you know who Hoss Pratt is? Yeah. I met him. Is it Love re- him. Okay. So I have his course because, you know, he's on my upline. Um, Cause he's above Alina. Yeah. Um, so I have his course. And, you know, I, I just got it. He called me out of the blue randomly and, you know, he was like, Hey, you know, let's chat. And I was like, okay. And so I've been going through his course and, you know, just getting his scripts and all his training work and all that. And I asked him about the idea of million dollar listing. And he said, that's great and all it's an awesome idea, but right now you shouldn't focus on that because it's gonna like, it's gonna take up majority of your time and majority of your time now should be spent on prospecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's a great idea. Definitely do it. But right now, you know, you need to focus on prospecting first and then maybe do it, you know, on the back end or yeah. whenever you can. So it's an idea. And I've talked with um, another agent here that is actually, he is, uh, was part of, Ryan Serene's mastermind is high level coaching, coaching course. So I met him through, you know, his Facebook chat or Facebook group that we have with Ryan and we talked about it and he's been trying to, he's been, he's been wanting to do it for, you know, years now, yeah, um, interesting. but he doesn't want to be on, he doesn't want to be on camera. 
he wants, you know, he's shy, yeah. you know, shy. He doesn't want to deal with that. He wants other agents. He wants to be in the back end, you know, making the money. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about it and he, you know, he brought up a really good point. He's, he was like, uh, he said that, so the issue, well, one, there hasn't been a real housewives of Nashville done yet. And that's, you know, that's in his terms. Cause he knows some people in Bravo, you know, the Bravo yeah. uh, community that he, you know, he has the connections that produced that show. And that was like the first show they created in the cities that they expanded in was the real housewives of Nashville. And so I didn't know that that was a good, like kind of thought. And he was like, if they're going to do a show, it would be that show first instead of million dollar listing Nashville. So there's just, there's not really any like Nashville is still a small city. It's growing tremendously, but it's just going to take time before like, you know, these bigger shows are coming in, whether Uh it be from New York or LA or, you know, Boston or Chicago. Um, So it's an idea and I want to be the face of it. I just, you know, it's going to take some time. So you definitely should be the face of it though. I want to, I definitely should be jumping on that. You said, yeah, no, I want to, you said before that you wake up at 6am. Why? Yeah. At six. Why that early? Because some people might consider that like extremely early. Well, I don't think it's early. I wish I could. I wish I could push myself to do it earlier. Um, Me too. But I'm big on sleep. So because I just think, you know, it's especially with someone with an illness, you know, you want to make sure you're getting some sleep to rest. So I try to get eight hours of sleep. You know, sometimes we you know, <laughs> get seven, maybe sometimes six. Yeah. Um, but I try to wind down and get to sleep around. You now try to get in bed around nine, nine, 15. Wow. Um, you know, try to try to read. Uh, you know, I try to read around, you know, nine 30 to 10 o'clock and then try to hit the head, hit the, hit the sack at 10 o'clock. Um, and then try to get, you know, maybe hopefully be sleeping by 10 o'clock or fast right after that 10 o'clock mark. Um, and then wake up at six so I can get that full eight hours. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't get that full. It's very rarely I get that full eight hours. Uh Um, but you know, I try my best too. Um, for example, like I had the whoop before I, if you guys don't know what the whoop is, it's a sleep tracker. So I had that before I liked it, but you know, it wasn't, it was too bulky for me. And it was just like, I don't know. It was, it wasn't, it was definitely a cool product. It was uh-huh. very cool product that they had in the back end and the app and all that crazy stuff. It just for me and, you know, and I didn't like how, you know, I don't like to say chunky, but how big it was. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I wear watches and I would wear it on the same arm as my watch and you know, it would, it would clash and it's it really bulky. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like my best. So, and then I got an aura ring, oh. which is the same thing that Whoop does, but instead it's a ring. Um, you like that? And I've liked it's <laughs> it's different. At first, it was different. I will say because I never was 
think I'd be the guy to wear rings, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. I'd much rather wear something small like this than have something, you know, pretty big on my wrist. So I like it definitely a lot. It's a lot, you know, kind of hidden and, you know, a lot smaller and more compact. And it it's mostly does the same thing as a whoop besides a few other factors like the whoop vibrates you to wake up and stuff which vibrates cool. you to wake up yeah like it, it, it the the band vibrates so that's like whenever sick. you yeah so whenever you set an alarm um it will vibrate you to wake up so you don't have to wake up with an alarm like clock and stuff like that. interesting yeah so that was a new update they just did on the new whoop, which was pretty cool. That's why I kind of upgraded because at first I had the 3.0, then I updated a 4.0 and all because the fact that it vibrates and I was like, that's so sick. I want that. Yeah. And then, you know, then I was just like, okay, you know, this is good and all, but it just became too, you know, clashing too chunky, especially when I'm wearing watches and, you know, dressing up and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It just, you know, it wasn't, didn't fit the didn't fit the style that i was going for so um it's great if you're like an athlete and you know you're always constantly wearing um active clothes and stuff like that but you know that's why i got the o-ring instead so i'm thinking of getting the the ring lacks it it lacks the vibrating part which is you know a cool aspect um but yeah, I mean, it does its job. It's pretty cool to have. So, what does it get tell? Back to your question, huh? What does the what does the ring tell you? Like heart rate, sleep, nutrition? Yeah, let me see. I'll pull it up. Um, so this is gonna be hard to see, but um, so oh, this is the app. What's 167? So 167 is your activity goal. So for example, my activity goal is 450. So I guess I need to get up and start walking around <laughs> or something. Um, and then it tells you your heart rate. Um, you go down. It's hard to see. Uh, inactive time right here. This tells you heart rate variability and sleep efficiency. You're ready. Oh, it's hard to see your readiness. Um, how like your score and how much sleep you got. So mine is, is that like BS or is that like actually pretty so, good? So I would say it's actually pretty good. Like for example, I got six hours and 18 minutes of sleep yeah. and it shows you like the cycles of how, when you went into deep sleep and when you're in light sleep and all oh, that kind of crazy shit. stuff. Um, yeah, but like, and then it tells you about, you know, your time in bed, your resting out, like how long you rested for, how much, how long you were in bed for your resting heart rate, your, you know, and then it goes into your contributors and you could see a lot of mine are red. Um, but <laughs> you know, it, it tracks, it tracks like total sleep, your efficiency, your restfulness, your REM sleep, deep sleep. Um, timing and then how quick you fall asleep so it's pretty I might cool get it. to keep track of yeah 
I'll say I can send you a my link so you can. Please, um, do I'm really interested in that now. Yeah, and it came out. It's pretty funny. Everyone that you know has you know kind of money has been getting the or or ring came out with a Gucci collab, so they did. Are you like serious? A Gucci ring. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So, you know that's obviously costs a lot more, but. That's really uh, funny. That is actually really funny to me. Gucci collab. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I like it that much, but I don't know. I wouldn't I know buy it, like but, like, for other people to buy that, it makes me laugh. I mean, I guess they're establishing yeah, it's, themselves. It's pretty I want, funny. I, I wonder say. the sales on that. Um, I would say it's pretty high. So it's got sensors on the inside of the ring. Yeah. That track. I don't know, what, I don't know where it went because. Is it on the? Does it like? I have rings. I just don't wear them because when it gets hot, yeah. it like sticks to me. Is it like a comfortable feel? Yeah, so I would say it is, but they also send you out like a ring sizing kit. So thank you. You know, it measures, um, measures, you measure how big you want it. Um, For example, like I wear it on my middle finger. Uh It's said you're supposed to wear it on your index finger, but I don't, I think I got a little too tight because whenever I like fit, do a fist, it really starts you know, lacking off and yeah. kind of speculations. So, <laughs> you know, it works better in my middle finger. So I wish, you know, I wish I got maybe a bigger size, but you know, it works. This is really cool. I'm actually going to yeah, get I don't it. Know where, I don't know where the aura ring or the Gucci one came. Cause I just looked up the Gucci one and it looks like you can only buy it off the Gucci website, which <laughs> fortunately I think it, uh, it's going to be more expensive. A new perspective. That's funny. That's that's the website. That's what it has. A new perspective. I don't know if you just heard that, but it is uh, uh, really lightning and thunder outside. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, a new. Yeah. See, like it's you can only contact them. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can really agree with it, but. I don't know. I wish it was more. I think gold would be cool with. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm not a designer, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, same here. How much? It's 850. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely people who would go for it. Yeah. yeah. Like for you, like I get it. You're paying for, you know, you're paying for the name and the ring and then you're paying for also an aura ring. So I mean the technology, I think it's like 350 bucks for an aura ring. So they're adding, you know, 400 on top just for the Gucci ring. I'm going to get it. Not the Gucci, the regular one. (laughs) (laughs) Just making that point clear. Yeah, I don't know if I want to. I don't know. I got the gold one. 
because you know i wear gold yeah i don't know kind of wish i got the silver one instead but it's like ah it's hard i'm I'm not like a big jewelry guy so i don't i don't wear much (laughs) there's only certain things that i can wear that don't aggravate me especially like in the heat when it's very humid out and things stick to me it's like i'd rather as funny as it might say i'd rather go around nude yeah nothing sticks yep yeah but i'm that's that's interesting i've always wondered about that aura ring i've never heard of anyone actually having it it's really yeah cool. i mean i i got it because you know i wanted to try it instead of whoop and it was less per month but you pay a heavy a heavy like upfront fee first so the first time i actually went to the 10x growth con and uh met grant mm-hmm. and like the whole team that exact thing happened to me i froze up yeah we were yeah. talking to the whole EXP team, and at the time we didn't know who they were. So I'm like, just some real estate guys, right? Who? And so who? Who? What on the EXP team did you talk to? We talked to Michael Malley and Brian Culhane. Okay. And yeah. then um, Grant comes walking over, and um, Brian pulls Grant to the side, and I'm looking at mm-hmm. I'm looking at Brian. And I'm like, who's this guy? Well, awesome. It's five o'clock. I am going to start heading out east before we get trapped by this rain that's coming. Yeah, you're good. We've been. <laughs> did you hear that before? I did. Yeah, we're supposed to get storms, too. Again, it just happened. It was hailing before. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really, really bad. But anyway, I appreciate you jumping on. This was awesome. You telling yeah. your story and everything. I had a great time. Appreciate it. Yeah. If you have anything I'm else you want to say, let the audience know. Ooh, that's I could say a lot, but it's hard to, you know, hard to join do real it estate. all in a few. <laughs> On real estate? Join real estate. Hit Dugan up. I'm gonna oh, put it in yeah. context below. Yeah. Join join real estate. It's the best job ever. And you make you can make a lot of money. Um but other than that, I would just say, you know, think about think about your life. And if you were to die tomorrow, you know, what what would you wish of you would have did today? So go after what you want in this life. Dude, not only was the intro amazing, but that right <laughs> there closes it. Yeah. <laughs> you you actually drop like the best bombs. That's amazing. Yo, I appreciate I, I you coming on. I hope you have a great day, brother. Thank you. You too. He has yeah, like the yeah. balls to pull Grant to the side. And he yeah. introduced like my dad and I to Grant. And I'm I'm like, hi. Mm-hmm. Like frozen up. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. No, I know it's it's hard. And I did it actually last week. Because actually on Friday, um, so I went to a networking event and it was talking about the growth of Nashville. And, you know, I was just there like totally out of my comfort zone. And, you know, because I was just like, you know what, I need to do this if I don't. Because I like second guess myself, like during the the night before, I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this, you know, and then, you know, getting into that scared mindset. And yeah. I was like, okay, maybe, you know, like, and then I was like, 
what am I doing? Like, you know, you, you start to like, you flip real fast and you're like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, why am I saying this to myself? And so then, yeah, then I did go, um, and I ended up going, you know, I went around, I didn't really, cause you know, it's hard going into these kind of things because, yeah. you know, everyone's in their like little groups and then, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to interfere. Um, so I was just like sitting around drinking, you know, my Celsius and just sitting there, like, you know, watching people. Um, and so I went into the big like ballroom and, you know, I just looked around seeing if I could find a table. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I was like looking around for other guys, you know, <laughs> so I could sit, sit around. Yeah. Um, but there really wasn't like, cause a lot of these networking events, like, especially in my city, there's really no one my age going to these. So like, it's really weird. Cause I'm like the youngest by like 10 years old. So especially like I joined the chamber of commerce and it was the first time, like the first meeting, like, you know, cause you have lead uh, ex- exchanges and all that stuff. And I went in, yeah, I was like, you know, very nervous and didn't know what to do. So I kind of just sat around and we all sat down. Um, and then she would like the main, main, uh, the head lady at the like, chamber of commerce that was running stuff. She said, okay, I want everyone like to stand up, come to the front, you know, tell, tell what you do, um, how people can help you. And, you know, like just like college, you know, you present and stuff like that. But this is so much different because I I was the youngest in the room by like 20 years old. And I was dealing with like people in the room were like my dad's age and all that kind of stuff, like their forties, fifties. And I was like, okay, this is not. (laughs) <laughs> like something I'm used to because you know you come from college and you're like oh this is easy like everyone's in the same boat stuff like that and now it's a totally different mindset um but yeah so I went there and so getting back into the growth or growth of Nashville I did on Friday so I went there sat around to you know a table of guys met um two guys in commercial real estate met another guy, um, a lawyer. And then wow, I forget what the fourth guy did. Um, but yeah. So at the time I didn't know this, but the CEO of Tennessee Titans was there talking <laughs> to, um, you know, like to the crowd about yeah. both Nashville and the new stadium, they're building stuff like that. And there's other people, it was, it was a, um, a panelist. So they had other people besides him. Um, other kind of big time people in in the city, you know, one was the leader for affordable, uh, affordable housing for the city. Um, you know, another one was a big time commercial broker in the city. And I think the other two were like the sports marketing agency or something to do with like the sports part of it. Um, and so I was like, okay, like this, this will be good, you know, learn more about the city, um, you know, see what the growth of what they're thinking. So, you know, I kind of did all that and it, it ended. And so I just got up and, you know, I said my goodbyes to the people I met and said, you know, exchanged business cards. And I was walking towards the back of the room about to leave. I actually called my girlfriend because I was like, you know, I was leaving, just wanted to update yeah. her like on the way out. And the CEO of the Titans was like, you know, walking back to the back the room and I was walking towards the back the same way he was and so another guy stopped in front of him 
and so talking with him and then I saw another two girls you know want to go up and you know chat with him and they took a picture so I was like okay you know what I'm I was like you know Brittany I gotta go um I'm gonna try to meet the CEO so I you know I just waited in line waited my turn in line and you know I was drafting stuff up in my head <laughs> trying to figure it out and you know, I was like all prepared. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and provide this value. You know, you, you start thinking about it in your head. You're like, you want to do this and that and that. And then you get up. And so, you know, it, it was my time to shine. So I went up there, you know, I shook, shook his hand, said who I was, said, you know, like my name's Dugan new to uh, mm -hmm. the area. I'm in like uh, luxury real estate. I um, just wanted to introduce myself, give you my card. And, you know, that's kind of what I said, but in the meantime, I froze up really quick. So I was just like talking about, you know, just introducing myself and giving my card mm -hmm. because I could see around me that other people started coming up and that when people started coming up, they, you know, more people and more people came, yeah. came up. And I, so I was like, oh shoot, I only have this, <laughs> like, you know, it's, you start thinking, oh, I don't have much, much more time. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, you, you start talking to these kind of high net worth individuals and they're like, okay, like they, they nod and smile and you know, they, they, mm -hmm. they, you know, agree with you on some points, but um, I think both, both him and I agreed or can see that, you know, he had to do it other people. So he's like, okay, like I want to get through this fast. And, you know, I could see other people were waiting. So I had to do my part fast. And so, yeah, I mean, turned out, I gave him my card. Um, you know, thinking back, I wish I kind of went a different route about <laughs> providing value, but it's, it's hard to do that in a split of like, you know, a certain amount of time you have. It um, really so, is. So yeah, I wish, I wish we could have a sit down conversation, but you know, that's, that's a little tough to have, especially. <laughs> it's crazy. Those type of people. It's crazy how fast, like, like in college, it's, you go up, you present, you give the time, you yeah. help you here it's like i don't think a lot of people understand this i mean i've been to a good amount of conferences and networking mm -hmm. events you have like a split second to grab their attention mm -hmm. and then like all the fluff that takes like a minute a minute and a half that's that's them being like yeah okay looking around mm -hmm. like if you can just chop off all this and leave the hook and then providing as much value as you can for them, ask them a question, whatever. And then you're out of there. I mean, I feel like people of that high net worth actually appreciate that a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wish I went about it like saying, you know, I'm working luxury real estate I know you got a lot of new players coming through the Titans. Um, mm -hmm. If you ever need someone love to help out your players, be, you know, a resource, a resource, mm -hmm. be an asset, um, you know, help them set up, find a new place here in the area. And that's what I started drafting when I was waiting in line. Didn't come out but like then that. And it didn't come out at all. No, <laughs> it, it, I just froze up and it's almost like it just like, you know, control delete as soon as you yeah. walk up. So it, it, you know, it was tough. I wish I did it looking back, but you know, that's what, you know, you live and learn. So hundred percent. Well, I'm glad you told that story. Um,